This is not the time to get distracted. And this is not the time to go off course. This is not the time to lose your focus. Got a word to do for the Lord. The Believers Walking in the Way of Righteousness is now on the air. Our goal is to awaken you from the tradition and the errors of religion and bring you back to the simplicity of the gospel of Christ. If you have any questions or are in need of prayer, please stay tuned until the end of the broadcast. We will give you our website and our mailing address. So at this time, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you our minister, Brother James Ware. God bless you. Truly, we thank the Lord for being here another day by way of radio. I counted a blessing as well as a privilege to be able to come to you this day by way of radio. At this time, let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, I thank you. I praise you. I honor you in all that you're doing. Ask you to bless me, God, that I speak that which you would have me to say, and bless that one, that one that's hearing, God, that they'll be able to hear something that may cause them to seek out your will, your way in their lives. But most of all, God, I ask you to encourage those that discourage, that they may go forth, and that they may do and be that which you would have them to do and be. Father, we praise you, we honor you, in Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen and amen. Well, praise God, praise the Lord. I thank God for you, you, and especially you. That's right, I do. Thank God for you tuning in, amen. Thank God for the few people that we hear, heard from, amen. It's a blessing. I, I I welcome, yeah, I know some of you criticize and say this and say that, uh, but that goes along with anything. You know, if you got sunshine, you're going to have rain. Amen. Amen. And if you got uh, hot weather, you're going to have cool weather. Amen. You don't have the same thing all the same time. Amen. So we thank God for what the Lord is doing. Thank God for how he's doing it. Yes, I do. Amen. Uh, a lot of people don't understand that the, the enemy is going on a rampage. <clears throat> yes, he is. He's seeking whom he may devour. And the problem is he's seeking that person, that one that is not aware of what the Word of God is saying and not aware of what the Word of God is doing. He's causing one to go forth and uh, blind it, uh, trying to find their way. Now, let me say this. I've got a couple of people's, not it ain't a minute, a couple of people's heard me say it, about I wrote a little booklet called What uh, Grade Are You In Spiritual? 
uh, what are you a spiritual dropout? Now, the reason I did that, it was for what God had put in my spirit, have caused me to know certain things, and I had to reevaluate my life. And I had to check my life to see whether I was a spiritual dropout or whether I was in the Word or whether I was doing what I supposed to have been doing. And uh, by the way, when I did it, I was proud to know that the Lord blessed me. Yes, the Lord uh, opened up my understanding, caused me to read, caused me to pray more, amen, and caused me to do that which I should have been doing even the more. But I thank God because he took me there. It's a blessing, amen. I don't, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know. Let me, let, me, let me just back up. Once I got converted, in 1976, March, I can remember that I was driving and I said, no, I got to find me a job that, uh, even though it was local, I wanted to find a job so I can be able to go to work, work eight hours, come home, study my Bible, and do everything I need to do because uh, I wanted to know God's will, God's way. And in the process that's when the Bible said that we should desire the sincere milk of the word. That's what I was doing, desiring the sincere milk of God's word. I was designed to know the will and the plan of God. I didn't want to do uh, religion or tradition. I had seen those things I, uh, before I even got in this. Now, I wasn't like some of you. Some of you probably listening to me, you grow up in the church. So you knew I was just on the opposite side. I grew up not having to do nothing spiritual, and it was right. Now, my mom and dad sung gospel, and uh, but I wasn't in the house with them. I was staying with my grandfather. So in the process, he was a hustler. He sold alcohol and did all the wrong things that you would call in coming up that today if you was bringing a child up in the environment that I came up in, they would automatically call uh, the state and have you taken away. Now, I wasn't uh, in anything uh, uh, sexuality or homosexual or any of that. But just about everything else I was because he had the concept to believe that if you give a child alcohol, he won't want it when he grown. And I was in the position that when I was with him as a babe to put me to sleep, he said that he used to put black label beer in the bottle. And I sucked that and go to sleep. Wasn't no problem. And all of a sudden, I can remember going to the kindergarten, and we had to walk to the kindergarten, me and a couple of little friends, and I remember trying to step over the fence, and I had done got a, a, a contact, uh, not a contact, I had got a, a high from drinking Echo Springs. Now, you say, why are you telling all this? And you, uh, I'm trying to make, lay a foundation and let you know where I came from. 
So I didn't know nothing about religion. I didn't know nothing about church. Went to church twice that I can remember coming up uh, outside of we going to a funeral. I remember going to another, uh, two funerals, but church twice. And one of them was Easter. And the uh, other one was uh, uh, just a regular uh, service. So I didn't have to do that. But when I got converted in March, now I wanted to know God's will. I wanted to know God's way. So I set up a time. Listen, believers, when you set up a time to study, when you set up a time to pray, you are doing this in order to, you should be doing this in order to get knowledge, to know God's will. Now, what made me uh, think about this um, booklet that I wrote that I never, not to my not, I never went through details of it on the radio. And what it was, what it was about, it was about, uh, I was comparing education, the natural education, to the spiritual education. I think that's why we missing it. We just want to get in school and, and, and uh, stay in school and, and don't worry about what somebody feel, think, or believe. As long as I'm in school, that's fine with me. But guess what? You become uh, uh, stagnated. Pretty soon, if you don't uh, learn like you should, then after you get up in a, a higher grade, you'll wind up dropping out. And you, everyone that's listening to me, nine times out of ten, you know somebody that done uh, uh, dropped out of school. And you know somebody that you thought was going to be a reject, and God blessed them. You know somebody that uh, they started a business and the business is flowing. Nine times out of ten, if you was in in a public school and this happened, uh, if you started off with them friends from the elementary school to high school, uh, once they graduated and some went to college, some didn't, some went on jobs, but nevertheless, they uh, left. Now, the first thing you learned when you was going to elementary school that they dramatized and taught you in it was you needed to know your ABCs. Now, I know somebody hearing me now uh, say, no, 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 Brother Ware. That's not what they learned. We are talking about in the 50s, okay? If you went to school in the 50s, uh, in early 60s, this is the things they taught you because kindergarten usually was old retired teachers that they set up a little kindergarten in their house and your mom uh, dropped you off then. That was your kindergarten. Uh, some set up. We didn't have all this stuff that they have in school, not preschool and uh kindergarten and then the first grade we don't it wasn't no you went to kindergarten and you left kindergarten and went to the first grade so uh in first grade you learned the abcs you had to learn your abcs 
then uh, in kindergarten, you, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot. In kindergarten, you learned your ABCs. And some of you that went so far, you did what? Learned how to write your name. You had how to write your name and uh, basically know your ABCs. And that was about it in kindergarten. We are talking about it in the 50s and 60s. We're not talking about now. They These children now reading books and everything in kindergarten. But uh, at the time, that's about what they did. And after you did that and they put you in the first grade, you learned numbers. You learned how to count from 1 to 100. You learned how to uh, um, add then pretty soon, subtract. And then when you went on up in um, elementary school, you learned how to read sentences and how to do uh, the multiplications uh, tables. Matter of fact, even when we was going to school, the, the insurance man had, uh, it, they had uh, the uh, timetables that they would give you a card so you can learn the timetables on it. Now, in doing that, I'm comparing that, and I'm going to bring it to spiritual in a moment. But not only did you learn how to do your adding, subtraction in elementary school, you learned how to read sentence, you learned how to write a sentence when you was in elementary school. And then pretty soon, you was able to put sentences and stories together. And that was the first part of elementary school. Later on, as you went went on in elementary school, now, of course, like I say, that done changed, believers. So don't say, what in the world did he had? Where did he go to school and whatever, whatever? Don't say that. I'm speaking on the level when I was in school that I remember my children uh, didn't have to do what I did. So I'm not trying to take you back. I'm trying to make a point if you just bear with me. So after we uh, learned how to uh, learn the ABCs, learned the uh, uh, subtraction, adding and subtraction and multiplication and division. Later on, we learned about division. We learned about uh, the different thing that uh, what we call in life. I remember when I was in the sixth grade, you had to write an essay on what you wanted to do as an adult. And you had to put three things down. This guy named, Char uh, this um, teacher named uh, uh, Mr. Charles Stanley. His his name was Stanley. Uh, he walked, went a limp, but he was an excellent teacher. He wanted you to know uh, what life was about. He spent a lot of time telling us about life. Uh, another guy named Reverend Jones, he was telling you about the war and about the military because that's what he had did. But nevertheless, um, 
we learned those things uh, in elementary school, the basic stuff. It wasn't that much difficult. And then when you graduated, you graduated from elementary school. They didn't have a middle school, but the middle school came about shortly after that, after we, after integration. We, you left from the uh, seventh grade, you graduated, and then you went to high school and became a sub-freshman. Now, being a sub-freshman, you was uh, in the school, in the high school, but you really, they didn't classify you as a high school until you got to be a freshman, even though you was a sub-freshman. And uh, you started different things, different learning. You had to change classes and do all this. And now, let's bring this back to spiritual. I think it's a sad thing that when we can talk to brothers and sisters, that we caught up on church doctrine more so than we caught up on the foundation of the Bible, the foundation of salvation. They don't really know the purpose of Christ. They don't really know a lot of the things that about the Spirit of God. It's so much confusion. We understand that the Bible teaches us be ready to give every man an answer to the hope that you have within you. This is the amazing part that we, I'm seeing, that we supposed to learn in elementary school, spiritual, and here we claiming to be pastors and uh, prophets and prophet and uh, all these high authority, all these called up names, but you can't even deal with the simplicity of the gospel. You are not able to deal with giving a person a scripture, a hard scripture. When we was in the church, when I was a pastor in the church, I would tell them that you got to have hard scripture. You had to go through, what you mean hard scripture? All right, just like your ABCs, you would start and say A, then you say, uh, you got to have a scripture starting with A. It would say, and mine used to be, and, um, and the next day almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. That is found in Acts 13 and 44. The B, because what? Uh, Romans, the first chapter and the 21st verse. First chapter, 21st verse. Because when they knew God, they glorified God. Him not as God, neither were they thankful, but they became vain in their own imagination, and their foolish heart was darkened. And guess what? Not only was their foolish heart was darkened, but with no, let me just stick to what I was quoting. And then my C scripture was in Isaiah, and I'm going through this so you can get a a a. a a mindset conception of how you need to do it. Then my C scripture was uh, taken from Isaiah 58 and 1. Cry loud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet. 
Show my peoples their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Then I will say, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of your heart. Uh, Psalms 37 and 4. Matthew's uh, 719 was Eve. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. And this used to be one of my favorite because our church said it all the time when we was dismissing uh, when I left out of the Baptist got in the Pentecostal was F. Uh, Hebrews 12, 14, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. E, uh, sorry, uh, F uh, was follow peace with all men. Then G was give thanks. G was taken from Ephesians 5.20. Give thanks always for all things unto God the Father. Listen, the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You says, uh, are you going through all of them? No, I'm not. I'm just trying to give you a concept. You don't have to use these. And then I said, H, Second uh, Timothy 3 and 5. And it says this, have, having a form of godliness, but denying the power uh, thereof from such turn away. I is found St. John, the first chapter, the first verse. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. J, judge not according to appearance, but judge a righteous judge. Uh, St. John the seventh chapter, 24th verse. Okay, now, and we can go on and on until you get to Z. Now, that's knowing your alphabet. So guess what? We, I studied it, and I was able to give a scripture from that. Why? Because of the fact that I'm in elementary school. I want to learn elementary things. I want to be in a position not as some folks. Then we took it a step further, said that you need to quote the books of the Bible. You need to know the books of the Bible. Yet people say they are filled with the Holy Ghost. They are saying God have chose them. God have called them. God has set them aside. And they don't even know the books of the Bible. Now, come on. You mean to tell me, brothers and sisters, that God transform your life and you able to study the Bible, but you don't even know the books of the Bible. So if you don't know the books of the Bible, then guess what? The enemy can tell you just about everything. I heard somebody quoted a, supposed to have been quoting a scripture. I'm not going to say it, but it ain't in there a bit more than nothing. I just left it alone because they really thought that they have heard it so long you know, I've heard people pray and, and say things that are not even in the scriptures, believers. 
And because I've seen that and heard that, then I know there is a problem. That's a problem when a person is not able to know the books of the Bible. Yes, and you and you, we ain't even got to middle school. We haven't even made it to middle school, but you don't know the books of the Bible. You say, Brother Webb, but I know this and I know that. Yes, it's good you know those things, but do you really know those things? Or are you going according to what somebody else has said? So many of you are living according to what somebody else said. What do you mean by that, Brother Ware? Half of the stuff that you say you believe, you can't show it to me in the Scripture. You can't back it up. What you saying? Uh, just as you say, well, oh, the Lord got us worshiping on the Lord's day. Now, where you get that from? Because you heard it. You never read it. You never even saw it in the Scripture. Now, I know the Scripture say, he that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. I'm aware of that. But I think it's a sad thing that the people's what you're doing when you're not even able to prove what you're saying you believe in. What are you trying to say, brother? Well, I'm not saying anything, but if you believe something, shouldn't you know what you believe? Shouldn't you say that? Wait a minute. How is it that when people get done wrong, the first thing they want to do is get them back? Something got, I got to get them back or something got to happen. Why? Because I'm sick and tired of them doing this. Wait a minute. You forgot about Christ says rejoice and be exceedingly glad for greater are your reward. You forgot that. You forgot that. You say, brother, well, you ain't been persecuted, though. See, that's why you said, yes, I have. Yes, I have. I've been wrong for saying that I said wrong things. And I hadn't said a word. But guess what? I left it in the hands of God. And so as it is about anything that we are doing, believers, you, it's sad that I walks around. I, I wish you had eyes on this radio. I can show you $66 on a piece of cardboard. On one side, it says, uh, if you quote the Bible uh, uh, the books of the Bible correctly, you might you may receive. Okay, this is what it says. You may receive this money on the other side. No strange attached. You ain't got to be a member of this. You ain't got to be a member of that. Just give me the books of the Bible. Do you know I have carried that around for years? We ain't talking about months, folks. Weeks? No, man. We, I'm talking about I didn't ask preachers to do it. I really have asked pastors to do it, and they have not did it. I've had them to say, well, I got to refresh my memory on it. I, I, I should know it, but I don't. You know why? Because they feel that the thing that you learned, you learned it in what? Elementary school, it should be automatically in your mind. It shouldn't be a problem. But it's a problem because we just went through elementary school. Back when I was uh, uh, in school, we had a young man that had failed so much that 
He, we was in elementary school in the sixth grade, sixth and seventh grade. He was driving a little Mustang and parking where the teachers park. Because, uh, you know, in elementary school, you don't have no student parking. Most of us was riding the bus. But he was able to park. That's how old he was, which now you also got to realize we didn't have to be but 14 uh, to be driving. But he had his own car, own little Mustang, and driving. Why? Because he had got kept back a few times, and pretty soon I think he went another two years in uh, when they uh, promoted us to high school. I think he did complete the sub-freshman, and then after that, that was it. He was through, you see. And then he became a dropout. Now we got people's that spiritual dropout. Now I'm gonna have to deal with that uh, after the break. And the reason I'm gonna have to deal with that after the break is simply because of the fact that is so many peoples are not trying to follow the scriptures. And if you're not following the scriptures, believers, I'm telling you, you could be a spiritual dropout, and nobody never. Told you. Now, let me tell you something about the spiritual dropout. The spiritual dropout would come back to school when we would have uh, uh, the party after the game, after we uh, play the game, and after it, we would have a party. I think we would have what they call a sweetheart ball uh, during the Valentine area, uh, and we would have. Uh, uh, the games, you know, basketball, football, games. So the dropout always wanted to come and be a big shot in that time. Now, why are you saying be a big shot? Well, because they was flaunting that I don't go to school, but yet they came back to school. See, so we got a lot of people saying, I'm not a part of that church, but I go to that. I go and visit that church. I don't want to be a part because you know too much to be a part. You want to work on a little chicken change job and make it look like you this and you got it going on. But in actuality, it'll tell on you by the time that those children that you, uh, your peers done got into 11th and 12th grade. Now the dropout is looking bad. Now you might have looked good in the 9th and the 10th. And even maybe the eighth, you probably look good if you was older. But after the uh, 11 and the 12, you look that bad. I, I, listen, I'll be back in a couple of minutes, and, and we'll finish this. Yes, I want to know what grade are you in, or are you a spiritual dropout? Let me tell you, let me give you some scripture on that when I come back. Praise the Lord, my friend. Brother Ware will return shortly. I would like to take a minute to invite you to pray for the believers walking in righteousness and minister Brother Ware. We thank you for listening and would be really grateful if you would let a friend know about the broadcast. If you would like to contact Brother Ware for speaking engagements or any other correspondence, please call 404 293 7557. Again, if you would like to contact Brother Ware for speaking engagements, please call 404 293 7557. 
Please stay tuned until the end of the message for all contact information. We will be taking questions and comments in the second half of the broadcast. For questions and comments, we invite you to call 404-355-8699. That's 404-355-8699. And now, let's welcome back Brother Will. Well, praise God, praise the Lord. We are not there here in Atlanta today. Amen. This is a pre-recorded message from last week after the other message, okay? But we would love for you to hear the conclusion of the whole matter. And feel free to call me at 404-293-7557. That's 404-293-7557. I'd be more than happy to give you more information. Now, some of you might desire this booklet. As I said, you can send me an email or you can write me a letter. Uh, either one. Uh, I'm not going to do it uh, on the phone because what happens is uh, people give me the address and I some, I'll just say me. I write it down wrong and you never get the book. But if you send me an email... Or you send me uh, something, uh, you call me and send me a text and uh, whatever on the phone, say you want this book, I'll be more than happy to mail it to you, free of charge. God has blessed me to write this little booklet, and uh, it may be something that would uplift you and may cause you to grow a higher heights and a deeper depths in Christ. Now, as I was going off, I was speaking about that people's are uh, going to church and they are not a part of it, but they want to show that they got it made. They are more anointed. See, the Bible says this um, in the book of Mark. And Mark, it says, how be it in vain do they worship me? How in the world can you say you're going to school in vain? You go in there to enjoy the festivities of what's going on in the school, but basically you're saying, I'm not a part of this. I don't want to be a part of it. So the Bible says, how be it? In vain do they worship me, teaching the doctrines and the commandments of men. I'm reading from Mark 7 and 7 teaching the doctrine and the commandments of men for laying aside the commandments of God. Can you imagine that we say, I don't have to do this. I don't need to do that. After all, I know I love Jesus, but yet you're laying it aside. Now, how in the world can you say that you know you love Jesus, you know you love the Lord, and the simplicity of things that he told you to do, you find a problem with it. Yes, you find a problem. You say, well, uh, uh, Brother well, I just don't think. No, it ain't for you to think. It's for you to read. The Bible goes on to say, for in vain do you worship me. They worship me. They worship me. Teaching for the doctrines 
and the commandments of men. Men say it's okay to have uh, entertainment in the household of faith. So we go and we uh, come up with all kind of entertainment. We are not uh, doing what the scriptures say. We are not teaching the peoples. We are more concerned about entertaining. This is why they get the peoples to paint the face, to do the things. This is why we have the praise dances. This is why you have all this stuff. And this supposed to be worshiping God? No, ma'am, I doubt that you can call that worshiping God. Matter of fact, most of the people that's doing these ungodly things in the household of faith is not even converted. And they're doing this, some of them are, some of them not. But they're doing this because they want something to do in the household of faith, still of them surrendering their life to Jesus Christ and being the vessel that he have called them and chose them to be. Oh, brothers and sisters, we cannot continue to do things like that. Then we add to the scripture. Let me go on and go a little further in this. Then I'll come back to what I was finna say. It say, how be it in vain do they worship me, teaching the doctrines and the commandments of men. The commandments of men says, oh, after all, you don't do this on a Sunday because that's the Lord's day. They have no scripture backing it up, but that's what they're saying. I know that the Bible done told us we that worship God and must worship him spirit and in truth, not in a particular time frame. But guess what? We would make one time frame holy and make another time frame that's holy unholy. And then we want to say, I am obeying God. Now, it goes on to say, for we lay aside the commandments of God. What you mean? Well, brother, well, after all, it's no problem in having a baby Jesus in a manger. Oh, but the Bible says, thou shalt not make any graven image. You said, brother, well, you being technical. I don't need to worry about technicality on stuff like that. He already know I'm not worshiping no baby doll in no manger, but he asks you not to do it. Go back and read uh, in Exodus, the 20th chapter, when he gave. Then he, we say, well, Brother Ware, I'm not, that's a that's little uh, uh, simple stuff. I'm not going to dwell in stuff like that. I think more, uh, more about my walk in Christ to deal with little stuff. He said, laying aside the commandments of God, ye hold the traditions of men as a washing of pots and cups and many other, wait a minute, and many other such like things ye do. Full well, and he said, full well to them, full well have ye rejected the commandments of God that ye may keep your own tradition. Folks, you can fix it up, say it like you want to say it, and that's between you and your God, as you say. We understand that. But I think it's a sad day that you would make up an excuse to do whatever you want to do and call it righteousness. 
then we'll say, I have to do this and do that. John declared in 129 that, Behold, the Lamb of God that cometh to take away the sins of the world. It ain't baptism. You do that because you are converted. It ain't going and joining up with a particular congregation because if it was that, you would not be able to make only them little few. You say, but Brother Ware, and one but a few saved in, in Nora's day, yeah, but them few was obeying God. They was obeying Nor- Nori, and yet Nori was obeying God. So the little eight that was saved, they still didn't care what the world was doing. They was willing to do what they need to do. They was willing to stand flat-footed and says, I don't understand this, but I know that God told Nora that it's going to rain, and I'm going to stand on that. Abraham said, I don't know, but I know that God told me that he had a city not built by hands, and I'm going looking for this city. So what I'm saying, yes, they was going in a form of godliness, but they come out of that and wanted to do what the Lord say. Now, how in the world, believers, don't take Brother Ware's word for it. In a few months, a couple of months, you are going to be talking about we celebrate Easter. You don't find it in your Bible but one time, and that was from the latest Bible. An old Bible don't even have it in it. But the latest Bible, they put it in there one time. But God never told us to celebrate Easter. We told us to celebrate the Passover, said the, that was the beginning of the year. And guess what? It was the year, it was the month of Abib. And then later on, it was changed to Nisan. I mean, they done changing it. And now we use in January, but really April is the beginning of life. That's the spring of the year when life begins. Old folks used to say when the sap rise. So what I'm saying, uh, uh, believers, this is the beginning, but yet we will push it away as saints of God, and we will come up with our own fast. I heard somebody talking about fasting. I ain't going to call their name. Uh, they fasting, and then they're going to give a double portion of time in the church so God can bless them double. And I, I say it's so sad that the peoples won't read their Bibles. If they read the Bibles, they'll find out that they are being manipulated. They are being controlled away from the Scriptures. Listen to me, believers. God never designed for us to be in the massive confusion that we is, that we are in. And the reason we are not uh, it's not designed that way because the people, the people uh, had a, uh, a, a situation that they was going to obey God regardless. We often talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We said, oh, they said, I'm not going to bow, old king, and if you... Uh, 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 do whatever. Yes, you can heat the fire furnace up. You can do this. You can do that. It's not going to matter, O king, because of the fact 
that we are not bowing down. We are not going according to your tradition. We are not following the ideals and the concept that you done set up. No, sir. And that's where it should be today. Regardless, I, that's what I'm try, I try to do. Regardless of what I see everybody else doing, I wouldn't rather stand firm on the word of God until they can show me the word. And I went to other pastors, other people calling themselves apostles, and asked them. I wanted to show them. I wanted to show that they don't have scriptures to, to hold on to the things that they want to hold on to. Listen, the uh, uh, every religion believers. Let me tell you something. If you go to the mosque, you you got the, them holding on to the Holy Quran. Yes, if you go to the synagogue, you got the synagogue holding on to the Torah. Yes, if you go to whatever group, every group got theirs according to uh, what they believe. But when it comes to the Bible, when it comes to the so-called Christian, when it comes to the so-called Christian. We don't even have nothing. We don't go according to what we believe. We don't stand on according to what we believe. We'll say, and we love to say this, that brother, where? That's the Old Testament. We're not living in the Old Testament no more. We're not. We're living in the New Testament. That's fine. But show me what you're doing according to the New Testament. And, and how is it that your church will tell you that they're going living in the New Testament and they go right back to Malachi 3 and 8 and say, Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me in tithes and offering. Bring you all the tithes and offering to the storehouse of the Lord. And then when you confront them and ask them, Is the church the storehouse of the Lord? Now, you're saying that you are in uh, uh, you done got out of middle school. So if you done got out of middle school, how, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, elementary school, if you done got out of uh, elementary school, why is it that you don't really know the thing that you are teaching, believers? We cannot just teach stuff and try to justify it in the Scripture. Evaluate yourself. Uh, uh, add it up. As uh, the scripture said, you add it up and see whether it fit in the faith. See how that it fits in there because, see, the Bible let us know that the enemy coming forth and going to deceive many. Why? Because they have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. What power are you denying? How is it that you are denying uh, the power of God? When the Bible teaches us, let every man be ready to give an answer to the hope that he has within them. You mean to tell me you can't back up what you believe? You say you got the Holy Ghost. You saying you're led by the Spirit of God. But I tell you to give me scripture and verse, and then you'll tell me something about your denomination and what y'all teach. And, Brother Well, you don't teach what we teach. Guess what? I'm teaching from the same Bible that you got. 
The Bible done told you very plain in First uh, Peter. Since you don't remember it, I'll just bring it back to you. First Peter, the second chapter, it says, As newborn babes desiring the sincere milk of the word. And if you're designed a sincere milk of the word, shouldn't it be that the words that you have, shouldn't it be that you would be able to prove the simplicity of the gospel? We're not talking about the deep things. We are not talking about this or that. I'm just talking about the simple thing. I'm just talking about be ready to show the man or the woman that they should pay this or they should give that or they should do this. When See, when I read Corinthians, it throws all that out of the window. And then I say, wait a minute, but the Bible teaches us that we should what? Give, be ready to give an answer to the what we have in our mindset and that which we are teaching. Shouldn't we have an answer? Shouldn't the answer be uh, that which will cause somebody to be converted? Or should we keep on doing what we're doing? Believers, let me, let me go on. I'm going to have to close it out because I'm running out of my time. But after you have uh, did the simplicity of the things, just a simple thing, you should be able to know the books of the Bible. Then you should be able to know a scripture in every book of the Bible. You should learn that. Why should you learn that? Because the days are evil. And David declared that I have hid my word in, I have hid your word in my heart that I sin not against thee. See, when you hide the word of God in your heart, when you really do, guess what? Then you know what? You're able to stand. You're able to be obedient. You're able to do what thus says the Lord. Yes, yes. And this ain't about a, a shucking and a jiving thing. This is real. This is real when you can say, I am doing what the Bible said. That's the most important thing, believers. Being able to say that you're standing on the word, that you are not being uh, a hypocritical, that in the 1800s, we know that a lot of the things that were said and done, they came forth with denomination. And even at that, do you know, as we was teaching and looking it up and finding the church that you are attending now, when can you say it was started? Now, if that was the right church, how come it wasn't started way after the day of Pentecost? Oh, we try to say that, but we don't have nothing to indicate. And if you look at your church, it was started either 1800s or 1900s. Some of the new churches that we have, the new denomination, they came up in uh, right in the, uh, what, in 20, 2000, in the central. Okay? But you know what? It ain't, came, it ain't when it came. I'm not concerned that. What I'm concerned about, can you stand in the word of God? Can you prove what you believe from the word of God? Not opinion now. Not opinion. Don't look at opinion because, see, 
They, everybody is right in their own eyesight. I don't want nobody to think, well, brother, well, that's just your opinion. I just don't think we need that. Listen, the Bible teaches me in, in the 15th chapter, uh, 16th, uh, uh, Matthews talks about no man can come into Christ except he be drawn. Do you know God took and dealt with your heart? Now, you might have not got saved. You might have not did this, but he dealt with your heart even because his love and kindness. Now, you mean to tell me you're not going to love him enough to want to know what his word is saying to you and to be? No, ma'am, I'm not trying to put nobody in, in condemnation. I'm trying to raise you up to say, I want to be that vessel fit for the master's use. I want to be that which God have chosen and called me to be. That's what it's all about, believers. Anything else is nonchalant. No, it ain't, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter in a few days. You know why? Because of the fact that the Bible teaches me that these things will come to pass. The earth will be destroyed. The heaven will be destroyed. There will be no place found in them. And then we all must stand before God and give an account of the deeds done in our mortal body. Now, if we got to stand before God and give an account of the deeds done in our mortal body, don't you know that there are things that you need to get it together, but you're going to church, you're going that, to that direction and, and saying you love God, but the truth of the matter is, you don't love God. You like fooling the peoples of God. You love going through a ritual of God. You're honoring God with your lips, but your heart is too far from him. Your heart is so far from him, that's why you can't deal with the simplicity of things when it doesn't work the way you want it to work. I'm telling you, in this day and time, God is calling for that individual that say that he truly or she truly loved the Lord. And they are uh, seeking out the simplicity of things. I'm sorry that I didn't get further in this book, but uh, you can, like I say, receive this book. Only thing you have to do is write me, send me an email, whatever, uh, either uh, text me. Uh, information, and I get it to you free of charge. Amen. Uh, if you have a desire to give us a donation, that's fine. If not, we're not concerned about it. God is blessing. He will bless us with somebody else. That's usually what he do. He blesses us when we be a blessing to somebody. So as we close today, I want you to understand Check your walk with Christ. Know where you're at. Know whether you are in a elementary grade, you're in the middle, middle school, because you're doing the things that God would have you to do in middle school. You know better. Now, your little hormones and stuff might be uh, raging. Your body might be changing, and, and you got to deal with that. So as it is with the Lord, your body be changing. So that's why you have to fast and pray. You got to do that when you are uh, in middle school with the Lord. And 
especially when you get in high school, you got to be trained because of the fact that you finna go into the real world. You're going to fight real demons. You're going to have to deal with these demons. And you got to know how to deal with it. No, ma'am, no, sir. This is not a Pentecostal thing. This is a reality thing from the scriptures that those that are called and chosen to be obedient to what God have called you to do. Father, we thank you. Father, we praise you. Father, we honor you in all that you're doing, all that you're going to do. We ask you to bless, Lord, in a special way. Bless those that have heard the word that they may go forth and do and be that which you would have them to do and be. And, Father, we just praise you. I just honor you, Lord. In Jesus the Christ's name I pray. Amen and amen. Listen, believers. Uh, we would love for you to visit us on the website, uh, brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org. Or you can visit us. Uh, uh, you can call us at 404-293-7557. Um, love to hear from you. Brother Ware is saying, as I always say, you don't have the problems you think you have. All you need is more faith in my Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. God bless you. Praise the Lord. I pray that the message that you just heard was an eye-opener and a blessing to you. If you would like to hear this message and many of our other messages, please log on to our website, brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org. Now, if you have a desire to contact Brother Ware for special prayer or just to be a blessing to our program, you may write a letter to P.O. Box 232, Easley, South Carolina, 29641. That's Brother James Ware, P.O. Box 232, Easley, E-A-S-L-E-Y, South Carolina, 29641. Please include the station that you heard him on. And remember, we are praying that you grow to higher heights and a deeper depth in the Lord. Remember, Ephesians 1.18. May the Lord bless you. It's too important to give up for real.